Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to another edition of Inside the Firm. I'm Alex Revit Rocketship Gore.com. <laughs> don't, don't put Gore.com. Just go to Revit Rocketship.com. I'm here with Lance, our cat, and Pella Psycho. You know the reads. You know what's happening. We're trying to get you on a rocket ship to productivity and profit. Go to Revit Rocketship.com. Check it like, Once you jump on the rocket ship, then you need to head on over to arcat.com. Why? Because if you can't fa- find the product data you're looking for, you might be using the wrong search engine. Broad search results re- result in consumer products, out-of-date information, and websites that hide or don't have the information you're looking for. So if you need specifications, CAD, BIM, arcat.com is your search engine. Find and download the up-to-date data you need fast. That's A-R-C-A-T.com. It is free and requires no registration. Always my favorite part. No data mining. So Arcat. So try Arcat today. That's A-R-C-A-T dot com. Then once you have, are on the rocket ship, plus you're going to Revit, then you should probably and you got you're in the design development stage of your project. You've got the coolest house on the planet that you're designing. You need to head on over to PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm because you will experience a collection of brands that brings your creative vision to life. The luxury division of Pella is a world-class collection of brands, including Duratherm, Riley, and Benelli, all pioneers of industry who provide window and door solutions to discerning architects. The building industry and beyond, during this new year, we know how important it is to step back and spend time in gratitude. We appreciate all our clients trusting us with their projects in a record-breaking year. We are excited and ready to take on the new year in 2020-23. Thank God February or January is over. We're into February. The luxury division of Pella doesn't push beyond limits. They set them. Explore PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm today. That's PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm. Al Gore. What we're going to talk about today is uh, <clears throat> December billings for architects, the interest rates and how that affects us, layoffs, both in the tech sector and not, um, our home builders back, and then a very interesting discussion about AI that Lance will bring up. So... If you're watching on YouTube, you might be able to see some of this stuff yep. uh, more clearly. AIA declines in December billings. Oh, decline slows. Yeah. So it actually, billings went up a little bit in December. I would expect that seasonally because everyone's trying to say, I've heard this for your clients. Hey, can we get this done? Normally they say, can we get this done before Christmas? Because normally people stop at that point and nothing really gets done in between uh, Christmas and New Year's. So it went up. Um, we are still below kind of this 50% mark, which means healthy right now. Billings are at about 46 points, 47.5. So it went from 46.6 to 47.5. Um, moving on from there, Mm -hmm. I want your, the, the big short legendary investor, Michael Berry, he says, sell. Wow. What is the market even doing today? Let me check. Check while I read this. So there's a whole article, um, and it ends with uh, another quote from another apparently legendary investor, Jeremy uh, Grantham. 
British investor who runs management firm GMO wrote in his 2023 Outlook letter. Excuse me. You're accused. Published last week that stocks could drop another 50% this year in what he calls the super bubble has just begun to pop. Wow. Save your cash. Buy some stocks later. That's what I want to do. Yeah. What do you think? Are you on the doom and gloom train or are you not? No, I'm on the up and down train. I'm on the, this is a rough, rocky road. I'm on the, hopefully Al's going to talk about the Fed next. Perfect. Thank you. They are starting to fold a little bit. They're becoming a little bit more dovish. It's very important to understand these macroeconomics, right? I I think so. Um, Because they they, they change so fast and so rapidly. And it's really a good indicator of where things are going. Um, Because when you write proposals and you're meeting with clients, um, I think showing a broad perspective on the economy can help reassure them if they are getting cold feet on signing a contract. Um, and then you you can just t- talk more intelligently. And then ultimately, what kind of like where does it put you in the position of are you confident on the fees that you're suggesting to clients based on what it costs to, to run your firm and the profitability and all of that kind of stuff? So I, I'm on the up and down train. I, I think. I was talking with John Kyle a couple days ago about this, and I was like, I don't know, man. I I think Al is right about this. Maybe they could possibly thread the needle perfectly. Who knows? Yep. I got a positive take. Yeah. The worst has already happened. And and here's what I mean. The worst, Lance, imagine this scenario. You uh, started construction during last summer or around there, and you got the highest prices on absolutely everything, and you are trying to sell right now now that is the worst case scenario in spring seasonality will pick in and uh there should be more buyers on the market so you should be able to sell better so if you're thinking about doing a project now as you know it's going to take a long time to get through i think you weathered the storm already right i will say on the fed i i think i think the fed interest rates and their quantitative tightening which means that the money that they went loaned out and are now getting back they're literally just burning that like with probably a button probably a program called burn this money burn this money right fire it up so that means like i would not be afraid to start a project right now i actually think that you then might get in if you can move quick enough to get in where other people stopped doing projects a couple months ago so there's going to be labor and materials are coming down so you're going to be able to essentially uh recoup that interest rate cost in getting money that 4% more than 3%, you know, it's three. Now it's about seven, eight. You're going to be able to get that in reduced material costs and reduced labor costs. So I would start projects now going back to the fed. I'm going to say that I was slightly wrong. Hmm. I remember saying they should have done two half points and then two quarter points. I think the way that the arc is going about how they're tamping down inflation. Hmm. I don't think the fed moves are going to affect inflation, I think they're going to inflect more pain on the economy than they're going to affect inflation. So I think they should literally go to zero interest rate hikes immediately, right now. Just stop it. No, and, uh, and, like on the next one, yep, no more. Because the only thing that's going to help actual interest uh, um, inflation. inflation is productivity gains. Yeah. So stop. Whatever you're going to do from now on, in my opinion, which I didn't have a couple months ago, is going to just hurt the economy. And one of the things I that like they that. stated, I like that shift. I, I appreciate that shift. I, I think I think they were okay to do another quarter point this quarter, this meeting. But I agree. Like it's time to actually just flatten it for a little bit, and then in quarter four, please drop the rates. Please drop the rates, Fred. 
They're listening. <laughs> they're listening. Um, one of the things that they said is that they're flight fighting uh, wage inflation. Do you know how they're doing that? How? They're doing it through this. I think they know that they're going to hurt the economy. Um, and they want the they want the payroll uh, unemployment to go from 3.5 to 4.4, which these are numbers to them. Do you know how many people that is? Yeah, I see. What it's hundreds mean. of thousands of people when that happens, yeah. which goes to our next segment. I am segueing well. Good. Big tech layoffs could have serious impacts on culture. I don't, I don't believe anything about this article <laughs> because essentially it says um, the morale shoots down. I understand it. I've went it's through it. It's hard to get laid off. Um, and, and productivity, productivity declines. Time out. It's not because your other people got laid off that productivity declines because you are more motivated to do more work. They're laid off because there's less work to do. There's less Elon work. proved it. My gosh. Let, yeah. Let's be honest. Like that workforce at Twitter went from 7,500 to 75, 90% reduction. Twitter is working great. Yeah. <laughs> there was some problems the other day, but it's not that low. There's not 75 people working at Twitter right now. Well, we, we I don't want to argue about it, but that's the last I saw was okay. about that kind of a... doesn't matter. Drastic, yep. d- drastic reductions. This is what I'm looking at right here. Tech companies lay off workers after pandemic hiring spree. So this yeah. is percent change. So Lance, which ones shoot out to you? The big one is Meta. Yep. 12% layoffs. And this is, and Mark Zuckerberg just bought back stock. Let let's do this. Let's do it in number of people. Okay. Look at that. Look at that. Wow. Amazon. Oh my gosh, that's way different when you put it that way. Sorry. Amazon hired in the pandemic seven hundred and fifty thousand people roughly, and they laid off eighteen. Meta hired in the pandemic in in two years. Yeah. Forty three thousand, and laid off eleven. So like. That kind of puts it in perspective. Google, during the pandemic, hired 67,000 people, and they recently laid off 12,000. So maybe in a good way, Lance, these tech layoffs aren't as huge as we think that they are. And the January jobs report came out literally today. Did you see this? Yeah. They said it's the lowest since 69. But added 517,000 jobs. Yeah. And I think this has to do with people retiring, um, they're just not counting the people that are not searching anymore. It, I've always that, hated that. The, the, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the conservative pundits have said that since forever. Shoot, I missed the call again. Great. Um, you know, they've said that since forever. That was their criticism during the Obama years. Was like, look, these these numbers are these numbers are sort of phony. Um, they are and they aren't. It's kind of like the inflation number, right? So <clears throat> when they the way they calculate the inflation number, right? If they just do year over year. Well, if you can, if you add the year over year, right? In other words, like if they compare the year over year, it doesn't look too bad. But if you add the year over year, it looks really bad. Get it? So like if, if, if last year at this time, the inflation rate was 10%. And then they say, oh, not now, but now it's only 5%. Uh, so yeah, it's but, 15 from yeah, but normal. Yeah, don't forget about the other 10 yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah, um, So yep, here's a graph. Um, you know what? Maybe that number isn't too big in comparison. Look, 517 compared to these ones? Yeah. Um, I mean, look that? at that giant dip, though. But just so crazy. So crazy. Yep. Yeah. Um, last thing. This is just a quick, 
quick article, and then we'll go to the AI The longer talk. article. Yep. Home Builder. Uh, Pult? Pulte Group? Pulte. Yep. Good job, Al. You can read. Yeah. Ramping up housing construction as demand recovers. So that is that is good news. The interest rate on, on mortgage loans isn't going up as high. It actually went down a little bit. Yep, it did. Which is good. So again, um, I know Jerome Powell and everyone is listening to us. I, I think their their levers have stopped. It's all about productivity now. It is all about productivity. Yep, 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 exactly. I pulled up a chart while I was talking about the that. And if you look at, I just Google mortgage rate chart, and um, Google came up with a really nice one. And basically, it shows that it is trending downward. So we're in good shape about that. Uh, hard transition into AI. Can't can't do a podcast and not talk about it because we are trying our best to navigate through all the excitement of the AI movement that's happening. Supposedly, this is the year of AI, is what they're saying, 2023. So I agree. It's been a month. <laughs> yep, and that's a lot of what everybody's talking about. So we're talking about it again today, and uh, <clears throat> I've got a fun little article here from Adam Rourke. AdamRourke.com forward slash post forward slash AI architects. Adam Rourke, uh, not related to Howard Rourke, but I have interacted with Adam in a funny way on LinkedIn, and that's how I linked in with him. So, Adam, if you're listening, this is your shout out today. AI architects, it says, in 2022, I noticed the following trends in, in architecture topics on Reddit, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Have you heard about insert AI of the month? It's really awesome. Look at these flashy renderings I made of the buildings that make no sense by typing a few cliche art. Uh, architectural keywords. What are your thoughts on AI? When will the architecture profession be totally replaced by insert AI of the month? Uh, though it has slowed down as more people have become aware of it, it seemed like there was a new thread just about every day that wanted to frame these AI image generators as either the most amazing thing for design professions or as the single thing that would eliminate the professions together. Usually the comments would settle somewhere in the middle as it becoming a tool for inspiration and quick concepts. Good. I agree. Uh, I'm not the most ahead of the curve person, but I was aboard the AI image generator train a bit before these threads overwhelmed the digital social spaces I lurk in. I uh, joined up in early 2022 after waiting a while for the beta version of Midjourney. A lot of folks have been using that. When I, I'll use that. When I first jumped in, I was absolutely amazed by the possibilities. I didn't even know that where to begin and would just watch other people play. Image, and then he's got some images pulled up here if you're watching on the YouTube. Image, Donald Trump as a Muppet. Image, uh, Joe Biden, except his skin made of cheese. <laughs> Image, weird uh, Al in the style of Tim Burton. The usual. It didn't take long. Maybe 15 minutes to see people playing with the landscape, cities, buildings, to realize that beyond the random fun depiction of human humanized cheese, I could quite possibly use this thing as a design tool. So I did. I played around with a lot of prompts that involved architectural styles, famous architects, perspectives, program requirements, sites, etc. I had a lot of fun and made some interesting images that felt impressive at the time. But they were overall meaningless drawings, and I got bored and it moved on. Over the last year, I observed threads and participated in some too. I've thought a lot about AI myself, talked about it in person with friends, and have listened to brilliant minds like Brett Weinstein, Elon Musk, or guests of Lex Friedman talk about it. I'll be honest, I'm very conflicted. I have both optimistic and pessimistic ideas about where AI can and will take our humanity, but on the whole, I've stopped paying attention to the threads and got sick of the topic mid-journey until recently. <laughs> so I've seen a trend by some of my friends, peers, and colleagues. They shall remain anonymous and unknown this, as this post isn't meant to be personal, but over the past month or two, it seemed that 
some have discovered mid-journey and were very impressed with the results. As mentioned above from my own experience, most people ab- upon finding out about the AI image generators jump to social media to share and make the post about the AI tech itself. The trend I've noticed, however, is that a group of people must now be feeling the results are indistinguishable from human-generated work and can pass as something that came from their own intelligences. I'm observing people posting the images on all the social networks and taking credit for generating them. No signs of AI even in the hashtags. Mm. Nobody, including myself, with the guts to mention it in the comments either. It's awkward. Adam, if you tag me and I'll do it. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Now, if you (laughs) might be wondering... What if it wasn't AI after all? No, it was, at least when it comes to mid-journey. There are three giveaways I've observed. The style, the function, the text. Um, I'll let you guys dive into that a little bit more deeper. Some image, some examples of AI architecture I've generated, and Adam's got some awesome-looking stuff. Um, it looks really cool. I mean, it's, it, like, it, it is impressive what it can spit out. So what's the point? While many of uh, uh, many are afraid of taking oh, AI taking the humanity out of humans, I'm concerned about humans being willingly giving being willing humans willingly giving it away. I found it an alarming concern concerning to see fellow designers be so impressed by the creation of AI bot that the instinct was to cheapen their own abilities and our shared profession as a whole for some positive comments and likes. Boy, isn't that the social media sphere we live in, though? I mean, we're just here for dopamine. Yeah. We were here for dopamine anyway, but it just took longer to get there. Uh, sorry, that was not in the article. As the internet exploded and cell phones became pocket computers, humans were so enamored and impressed, very much myself included, that we were pretty willingly willing to give away our privacy and data to have access to tools and media that provide utility and depression at the same time before we set rules and really understood the ramifications of emerging experiments. We wrote blank checks and went all in. Yeah, I'm included with that one, Adam. We're almost done with the article too, Al. Al, AI will continue to prove at an incredible rate. Mid-Journey will figure out text and eventually be able to make buildings that could be well built. I agree, Adam. It's coming. And I, that, what, the, one of the reasons I'm bringing this up is, first of all, I found your article very fascinating. I thought it was a great critique and just discussion about it. But then I just wanted to talk about like the tools that we're trying to literally develop as we speak. We're har- we're looking at two different, three different pieces of software, and actually two different development firms to do it. Uh, Mid Journey will figure out text, and we'll be able to vent. Oh, I already read that. Eventually, my peers will be able to post these images, and I won't be able to tell the difference. I have no doubts about that. But before we go all in on AI, because it's truly a much larger conversation than image generation, I think it's crucial to know what pieces, what piece of ourselves it requires giving up. One of my favorite video games is Final Fantasy X. The game's bad guy is a creature named Sin. While the plot is very complicated, I think there's something compelling worth considering about its origins. Quote, long time ago, there were a whole lot of cities in Spira, big cities with machina, machines to run them. People played all day and let the machina do the work. And then, well, take a look. Sin came and destroyed the machina cities. And Xanarkland... Along with them, yeah, that was about a thousand years ago, just like you said. If you ask me, sin's our punishment for letting things get out of hand. While I'm no expert on artificial intelligence and largely rely on others who are to form my opinion and ideas on technology itself, I do have a basic understanding of the human condition and its desire for purpose and meaning. So important. Work is purpose. I That was not in the article. I think work can be a great source of that, and I do think there's one... There's room for AI to, to reduce the redundant, inefficient, monotonous aspects of work. Thank you, Adam. 
that can take away from the most meaningful aspects of life, such as family and friends and creativity and purpose, right? That's the whole, if, if, if architects, most architects I think would probably agree, like if we could just be creative all the time, although I, I think that's exhausting too, um, or, or more, that would be where we would want to be. I believe the key will be finding a way to primarily take from artificial intelligence rather than giving anything of ourselves to it. Bravo, Adam. Ow, reaction. Great article. Um, Wasn't it good? Yep. The first thing, and then could you go, Lance, and just put up this picture? Oh, yeah. Back to his. Uh, yep. go, show me it one more time. Sorry. Okay. Yep. yep. There so, we go. I've got this. The picture requested by Al up on the screen. It's very understandable why so many architects were infatuated with this and even art artists. And the reason why is because we know, especially if you um, are at least 10 to 15 years old in the profession doing it, how much time it would have took to make that rendering. How much this would be weeks and weeks and weeks, like at least two weeks. The buildup would have been weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Yep. Yep. To make what then, happened. Then, then once you have the buildup there, building the model, designing it, all the all the setting up, all the lighting oh, and man. everything. Then the execution, once you actually hit F9 back in the day, yep. uh, you you're still looking at twenty four hours to render it. Like, yep. and that's with when me and Al were, we bought supercomputers, we yeah. both had quad cores, we linked them. It was insane. It was, that was a big deal back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's point one. Point two to his, hey, what is this going to cost us? Um, and, and, oh, and linking the second thing where I think people are very excited. So take, take this image that Oops, you have sorry. up there. Yep. Pulling it back up. And what if you said, hey, in this style, please, please computer, please AI. Uh, you got to talk nice to them or else they will kill you, right? Terminator. Uh, please generate an external image on, and then you give them this lot in this climate yeah. with this many bedrooms, this many whatever, right? And and generate the floor yeah. plan as well. And then obviously there'll be iterations of that. This is maybe in like two years, five years, I don't know, right? And then after that, you might be able to pull that into your Revit template system or something like that and say, hey, all these walls that you made concrete, please use this wall system. All the wood ones, you use this. And then let's say in the in let's say um, in the entrance way, there's some detail stuff that you have to model and work through. Oh, okay, so it generates all that. Then you review that. Okay, put those on a CD set. Put them on sheets. Then you review that. It is um, the result though. That that all sounds nice and fine. There's going to be a, a myriad of results. Because whenever that program happens that you can do that, there'll be some people saying, we can do a house for $500. They'll tell the AI to do something. They'll execute it, whatever. And you'll put it out there and you realize like, oh, they didn't even look at, forgot to do the mechanical room. Oh, like it didn't even like, this isn't what they wanted. Like once you start building that things happen, like just weird stuff happens Two, Hey, a, a fishing firm got a, got a normal house that's in suburbia yeah. for a decent price. That's fine to high level where, Hey, they used all this and then they really went on the details. They made it more custom, blah, blah, blah. So like it, um, will it replace people? Maybe. Will it make you more efficient? Yes. Was the same argument. It's like the same stats from, I literally hand drew plans. I'm not even that old. I literally mm -hmm. hand drew plans and the amount of hours it took mm -hmm. was about three times more than everyone else in the class in high school that I was going to. That was, that was, that was using CAD. AutoCAD. Now you do it to Revit. So now if it was three times cost savings for AutoCAD 
and Revit, once you get good at, all the people that are not good at it will say, oh, AutoCAD is still just fine. Just stop it. Stop it. It's crazy. You have, let's just say, a double X in production or something like this. Maybe this leap eventually is a 4X in production. Now, the goal is like, let's not make crap with that because that seems what happens. Yeah. And, and, and we like to blame architects a lot. And I'll defend architects because this is a podcast. comes down to the market. They are only going to pay for Revit boxes. Yeah, like like multifamily, for example. Yeah, yep. It's a commodity issue. Yeah, exactly. I think the the biggest thing I would say is that, um, well, you know, speaking speaking on on the tools of it and, and all of that, architects complain a lot about like why aren't we getting these fees? Why aren't we getting these fees? So. Let's say you kept the same. Let's say you're. Let's say you're getting mid-level fees. You know, I, I don't know whatever that is. Like, just a, whatever yep. whatever number is in your head about the mid-level fee you're getting. You're like, yeah, it's a it's a good fee. I, it helps me make ten percent profit. But then you do something like we're trying to do, where we're we've got a list of about twelve different scripts we're trying to get written to help us get rid of the monotonous stuff. To, to And like, okay, if we got rid of the monotonous stuff, but our fees stayed the same, but it took less time, you get where I'm going with the profit of profitability on this. Yeah. Now, you can make the counter argument. You could say what Alex was kind of alluding to of like, oh, then they're just going to like, you're going to have these $500 people come in and, mm-hmm. and do that. That's always going to happen. Like that is never not going to happen. You're already competing in that. But, and then so, and then the opposite of that is like, then you're always still going to have these people who want the prestige of hiring an architect and a lot of people are that way especially custom residential is like they come to your website they select you for a specific style they want to be able to honestly brag to their friends that that they're like look i hired this i heard like this is the architect like this is the architect you know i this is who i have to hire so um I think it's i think it's all i'm trying to do is just make sure that, that i'm doing my job as a podcaster and a voice in this community of like just be aware of what's coming and you can either get on board with it or you can poo poo it but at some point like push is going to come to shove and you're just not going to have a choice anymore yeah yeah i wonder honestly because we were talking to some people and and the way that um chat gdv is writing codes and maybe there's plugins like i mean is this in a year going to, I can't see how it, there won't be plugins for this. It's coming rabbit. quick. I was telling my wife, like it is so the, the rapidness is going to blow people away. And what my, my overall theory is that there's going to be this, this very short, this very, this candle that burns very quickly for the people that get on board really quick. And they're going to, the, whoever gets on board the quickest and utilizes this stuff, the fastest is going to, take most advantage of that candle burn. It's going to burn hot. It's going to burn quick. And the, and what that is, is more profit. Then everybody's going to catch up. And then we're kind of on the same playing field again. So you have an opportunity right now. If you get on this for the next couple of years, you're going to be on that very hot, hot flame. And then, then everybody's going to get on the same page again. And then we recalibrate. Yep. hundred percent. 100%. He says, okay, let's hear from somebody who we haven't heard from for a while. Nick with Nick Reads. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. A reading live from Jacksonville International Airport. 
effective people are not problem-minded. They are opportunity-minded. They feed opportunities and starve problems. Stephen Covey. Toodles and safe travels. So true. So good to hear from you, Nick. Um, yeah, like there's a yin and yang to life. And we just kind of talked about that with the AI situations. Like there's a positive and a negative. You want to share the conclusion? Okay, <laughs> let's do it. This is inside the firm. So, Lance, you know how technology goes. You just convinced me of this argument in my head. With the candle analogy? No, with, oh. where, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. With, so. with, yeah. with the candle, but where everything's going and stuff like that. The, when a new technology comes along, the old ones die. Pretty much. Correct? MySpace, et yeah. cetera. Yeah, exactly. You name a million. Dynamo isn't going to be the way to go. It's going to be the plugins that integrate. That's going to be the way to go. I agree. It's okay that I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like when you were talking that like, oh, that one's going to die. It's not going to be useful in a year. It's not going to be useful in a year. It's the one that's going to get the most adoption. And it probably is the ones with the plugins and the user face that solve the GUI problem. Here's the problem. Yeah. The, here's, here, 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 just so you guys know. I have done a crap load of research. Last Sunday, I spent most of my day just trying to figure out Dynamo. It was very difficult, and my overall critique was the same critique as, as Bill Allen's critique and Al's critique was. There's no good user interface. Like, what it does is Dynamo, they tried to make it look like, hey, Lance, you're an idiot who doesn't know how to write C++ code. Great. No problem, idiot. You, we're going to give you some graphics and make you just, like, point and drag it. Not helpful at all because they, they looked as foreign as the C++ language. Yep. So Glyph and Helix, those two pieces of software, are the those ones that are like that or it are going to be the ones that get adopted and solve the problem. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. That's it. Let's bring down the team for ARE Jeopardy. Yahoo. Question number one. A building that requ that is required to have a firewall separation with gr group B occupancies in it shall have a fire resistant rating of how many hours? So that wall that's breaking up a building, because you have to have it because you have too many square foot, type B occupancies. Is it A, three hours, B, two hours, C, one hour, D, four hours? What do we got? One. It is A. Three hours. Between the B yep, and this isn't your typical. You're separating B occupancies. This is B occupancy can only have ten thousand square feet, and now you have a building of forty thousand square feet. So you have to. You only got to make it a separate building. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Tricker. Okay. Question two. <laughs> same question, but group H. Okay. Group H. Same scenario. I won't read it all. Is it A three hours, B two hours, C one hour? Or D, four hours? D. Four hours. D. H. Hazardous, people. Hazardous. All right, I got some easy ones. You ready? I'm going to give you some easy ones. That one was higher or lower than the one before. I was going to guess three. So I'm an idiot. Number three, what type of load is considered to be the most critical in the design of a building structural system? Is it A, dead load, B, live load, C, wind load, D, earthquake load? Yep, the most critical. 
I don't care about your exact situation. Is this chat GPT? This is chat ah! GPT. <laughs> Uh, what did you do? Egg. Okay, the correct answer is D, earthquake load. <laughs> what did you... Who, did anybody get it? Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. Are you proving that this, the thing might not know what it's it talking about? It might not know what it's doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a communist, just saying. Uh, who's winning? Nothing. So one? Two. All right, here we go. Uh, number four, what is the most common type of construction material used for... The structural frame of mid-rise high building, uh, high-rise buildings in the United States is it A reinforced concrete, B structural steel, C masonry, or D timber? Mid to high-rise buildings, what is it? Steel, steel, steel. Who everybody said steel is correct. So we have a tie, and we don't have a tie breaker unless you guys can agree on where we're going to eat today. Those two. Oh, Jason, how many did you get? I got two. You win. Jason Jason's wins. the winner. I knew it. I thought so. I thought Jason was the winner. Yeah. Chiba Hutter Snarfs. 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 All right. I got to go get my teeth cleaned. If you like this episode, you're watching on YouTube. Uh, Please subscribe, like, leave us a positive comment. Tell Rebecca congrats on the engagement, and we will see you next week. Whoa. <laughs> yeah.